0: One of the most basic concepts within Christianity and Catholicism is also one of the most difficult to define, to perceive, and to quantify. I'm speaking, of course, about grace. We know many Christian denominations have very different ideas of what grace is, how it is given, and what it does. And it doesn't help that grace by itself is unseen. You'll never be able to corral grace in a jar. We'll never be able to document all of it, put it under a microscope, or get its chemical makeup. It can work differently for different people, so it can be very hard to find commonalities. Sometimes we might think of grace as like the force from Star Wars, like it's a mysterious thing that we just don't know but we're all just sort of involved with. Or since it's unseen, we can doubt that it actually exists at all. After all, it takes faith to believe in grace and faith to believe that it can work. But thankfully, the Catechism of the Catholic Church gives us a very good, workable definition of grace. And grace is simply God's favor. It is the free and undeserved help that God gives to us to respond to his call. It is the life of God within us, an extension of God. In our lives, our participation in God himself. And it's for this reason that we can see St. Paul in this second reading saying that we are saved by grace, as he wrote to Titus. As we know, our salvation is a free gift from God. It is to his favor that we are saved, undeserved, that God gives us his very life for eternity. But there's also something else that's kind of unique that St. Paul says in this second reading today about grace, and it's the very first line. The grace of God has appeared. How does this happen? Wasn't grace something unseen, invisible? Isn't it hard to quantify? How has grace appeared? Or maybe a better question, how is Paul able to see it and to know that he is seeing grace? We know that God has appeared in humanity through the person of Jesus Christ. God has appeared, therefore grace has appeared as well. When God makes himself visible, grace can be made visible too. And so where Jesus gives us his favor, there is grace. Where Jesus gives us the ability to better respond to his call, there is grace as well. And where Jesus gives us a share in his life, There also is grace. So Christ extends to us his grace, his life, and his love. Well, how? How does Christ give us his grace? Well, primarily it is through the sacraments, right? Those seven sacraments. The sacraments are visible signs of deeper, invisible realities. And the sacraments communicate grace to us. The sacraments make grace visible. They, make us, they allow us to see grace. Very tangible moments, signs, and symbols that help us to see, hear, touch, smell, and even taste grace itself. We are sensible creatures, as we know, brothers and sisters. We have a body and five senses, and that is how we take things in. Through our senses, and therefore, God wanted to give us a sensible way in order to perceive Him and to receive His grace, since that's how we receive things best. There's the ancient philosophical axiom things are received according to the mode of the receiver. And as receivers, we are sensible creatures, therefore, we receive things through our senses, and God wanted to give us a sensible way for us to see His grace. And so he gives us the sacraments. They make his grace appear in real life and in real time. And the pivotal one that we celebrate today is baptism, through the piece of the baptism of our Lord. And even if you haven't attended a baptism in a while, you can even kind of remember just the basic makeup of it. It's filled with so much imagery and symbols that tell us what is really going on. That little infant, or because most of us are baptized as infants, that person receives the candle representing the light of Christ, or oil, being anointed with oil on the forehead, symbolizing a new identity, being set apart and consecrated to God. And we can even look inside our gospel today for two other things that sort of happen at baptism. The first thing we see in this gospel is that the Trinity is together. It's a very rare moment in Scripture that all three persons of the Trinity are actively there, visibly, tangibly together. The voice of the Father, the Dove, of the Holy Spirit, and Jesus Christ. It shows us that in baptism we are given the Trinity. The Trinity dwells in the soul of someone who has been baptized. That same Trinity present at the Jordan River is made present in our souls too. The second thing that, the second thing that we can see in this Gospel is... Comes from those words spoken by the Father, this is my beloved Son, and whom I am well pleased. Through baptism we are made sons and daughters of God, members of the body of Christ. Every baptism we could say those words, this is my beloved son, this is my beloved daughter, are being yelled or proclaimed by God the Father over this new, beautiful, baptized child, this beautiful infant who is made his beloved son and daughter. That's the grace of God appearing in Christ and appearing to us in real time. That same grace appears every time a little baby is baptized. And all of these wonderful things are contained in the very simple act of pouring water over a screaming, crying little baby. And it's beautiful. It's beautiful to think that that's the first moment of grace that that child has. The first encounter with God that each and every one of us had when we were baptized. Grace truly appears in baptism. It's very real. It's visible. We can see it, perceive it, and sense it. And baptism, as we know, is the gateway to all of the other sacraments. As we say, baptism is necessary for salvation. Because you can't receive any other sacraments in the church without first being baptized. You can't receive confession, first communion, etc., etc., can't receive any other sacrament in the church without first being baptized. It's the gateway to all of the others. And really, that is the guarantee of all the sacraments that where the sacraments are, there is grace. It's also wonderful that we're attending a sacrament too, right now at the Mass. So let us today be attentive to the graces. That God gives to us the graces that are made present at the altar, at this sacrament, at this mass. And know that God is making himself present, and his grace is appearing here too. And let us be thankful that God has called us to baptism, to become his beloved children, to have his very life dwelling within us, and that he justifies and saves us by his grace.